Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, Josh Frankel and I get together to chat about bad decisions, good friends, and how combining the two of those can uh, lead to really great times. Uh, We spend some time talking about how Josh got running, and then we get into how he ended up doing longer distances by, uh, you know, the time old tradition of recapping the timeline of his races. Why not? Uh, And Josh has been in a lot of good ones, from 5Ks through half and full marathons, and then on to ultras, including the fabled 100-miler. The alternate title for this episode was, I'm signed up for another one this year. But then we uncovered the surprising truth of his favorite distance to run. Uh, First, a few items to mention. Show notes. I know, I know. Um, I put a lot of relevant links to things that we talked about in the episode show notes, you know. So did did you know you can find them right there in your podcast player? It's true. Uh, Next, the website. If you go out to runninginsideoutpodcast.com, you can find all the episodes, some cool show art, uh, and uh, bios of each of the guests, you know, and then uh, one of the things I think is a cool feature is you uh, see a guest and you go to their page and you can see all of the episodes that they were in. So, you know, kind of you know, follow your follow your favorite person kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. Uh, also, you know, there's a little Strava run group um, running inside out podcast. Uh, people join and uh, they run. So there's that. Keep in mind, the number one way you can always support the show is to tell a friend and help them subscribe. Thank you for listening and being here. And uh, with that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of runners just like you. Hey, hi, Josh. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Great. How are you? Good. This has been a long time in the making. I'm excited to uh, be here. <laughs> Make it happen. In a cla- we're in a classroom. I've only once ever, I recorded one other episode in a classroom. And that was at Fisher, recorded with Brittany Broderick at Fisher. No other times have I been in a classroom. Yeah, we got the, the high-tech facilities over here. These chairs are nice. Got to lean back, got to chill. Got it. We got in there. Got some IPAs. Broken heels. Ooh, that's a terrible beer to give out at a race. Broken heels. I think they appreciated the irony. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. So where are we going to start here? I guess, you know, I tend to like to start at, let's tell people a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you're where you from, what's going on. Sure. You grew up in Rochester, right? No, so I actually grew up in Connecticut. Huh. And uh, so, yeah, I've learned one mark one that I've learned today. So, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in Connecticut and lived there my uh, whole life. And uh, I actually came up to Rochester when I went to the University of Rochester for school. Okay. Kind of was attracted by, uh, you know, the smaller school. They had a little D3 across country and track team going on and a uh, nice computer science program, which is what I came up here for. And kind of really fell in love with Rochester and stayed up here every summer after my freshman year and 
wind it up staying up here afterwards and been yeah, here uh, most of my life now. That's sort of what I did. Came for college and uh, never left, you know? Yeah. But I went, to, I went to the other one. I went to RIT. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, everybody kind of assumed I went there because, you know, technology but mm -hmm. ended up being a good fit. Mm -hmm. So you said you went there because they had a cool little D3 track team. So you were actually going to go and do uh, college track and field type stuff? Yeah, that was the goal. I ran kind of starting freshman year in high school with uh, cross country and like the concept, but I was pretty terrible my first year. Uh, mix of running and walking and never mm -hmm. kind of quite got the hang of it. But, uh, you know, we had an uh, indoor track and track program as well. So did all the seasons and, I don't know, something kind of just clicked over the summer. And I don't know, I started getting pretty good my sophomore year. You know, really liked it. You got, you went one year improvement. Yeah, one year improvement and met a lot of good friends from running and just had a lot of fun with the program. So I really loved it in high school and kind of hoping for the same in college, but just didn't get the same experience there. The mileage was just through the roof and it was pretty much injured most of the season. And it's just, just too much of a time commitment I felt for college. I, you know, practice twice a day, traveling for meets. And that's D3. Can you imagine that's what, D3. Can you yep. imagine what actual like real college sports are like? I know it's crazy. We were supposed that's to be running. I think it was a hundred miles a week. The first week I was there with building up to, I think it was around 120, 130 or something by the oh, end no. of the season. Yeah. So it just wasn't fun. No, I guess that's why, um, kids at big schools get business degrees, right? <laughs> Communications degrees. Yep. The very few get a computer science degree, you know? So I, you said you ran in high school a little bit and you did, so I'm guessing you did the cross country or did you do track and field? I did all three seasons. A cross country is definitely my favorite. I like track, you know, kind of second most and indoor track was just kind of getting through the winter, but we had a really small indoor track. It was around the basketball court. So I think it was like a hundred and 23 meters or some really weird number. <laughs> there was like 15 laps to a yeah. mile. And RIT had its original indoor track had 16 laps to the mile. Well, that's just rough. Yeah. That's a lot I of think, turning. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 16. Yeah. And uh, now they, they got a huge, obviously a huge track in there now, but yeah, I, when I left, you know, I did some cross country in high school, but when I came to college, I'm like, no, I'm actually supposed to come to college to get more knowledge. And so I was like, no sports, no sports. And then of course we played intramural soccer Okay, was what we, you know, cause we were like, we got to do some sort of sports. Yeah. So, that's a fun one. Get some yeah. running in. And it was, yeah. Well, and it was like an excuse to throw Thursday night parties, you know, <laughs> after the soccer game. So yeah, but I didn't, I didn't run in college at all. And it sounds like you, you gave it a whirl and actual on a team. Did you, when you decided not to run on the team anymore, did you just keep kind of running recreationally or no, did it burn you out? Just really burnt me out. I, yeah. I think I was off for almost 15 years after that. I mean, it was a long well, break. Tell me how the coach hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. That stinks. So then what got you, what got you back into it? So I was, uh, part of an organization that was doing the corporate challenge and they were looking to, you know, get some people signed up and put a team together. And, you know, I figured if I was going to do it, you know, I, I wanted to do well. 
So I kind of started dabbling into running a bit. You know, I was kind of on and off for, you know, maybe a month or two before the event, you know, and stuck around with it a month after, Mm -hmm. you know, made sure I could, you know, take on everyone at our organization. Did you do an actual uh, training plan or did you just go out and try to get miles in? I think I tried to do the couch to 5k, which worked pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, corporate challenge was just, it was about three and a half miles, I think. I think. Just a little yeah. longer. I think that was, yeah, it was 3.5 or something, right? So, so, it was, so it was the right ballpark and it worked pretty well. Never kind of got the groove going for a few years. You know, after that, it was kind of like chain for corporate challenge and then, you know, take <laughs> 10 months off. And Right. <laughs> yeah. It's your off season. Yeah, you know, Clem Clem got back in the running. He was on a couple episodes ago, and that's how he got back in, Corporate Challenge. Yeah, it kind of works so, wonders. Well, it's funny how it, it actually works. Like, the goal is to get office junkies running. Yeah. And sometimes it sticks, I guess, huh? Yeah, it's a fun event. You know, they got a lot of, you know, there's people who are ridiculously fast, and there's people walking in groups and, you know, yeah. everything in between. So it's kind of a nice camaraderie. The only ones I ever ran were at RIT. I've never run the Corporate Challenge in any other location, just only at the RIT campus. I like the RIT facility a lot more. I know they moved it downtown the last year or two, but it wasn't quite the same experience. Instead of, you know, like the tents and each group being together, it was more of like, you know, pick which vendor you want to eat at and then try to meet up again afterwards. Oh, okay. So it changed the atmosphere a little bit. We actually had a pretty good, we had a pretty good group and we had a tent, you know, and in the middle of the circle. And yeah. We had, we had people that didn't run, but they were like there to facilitate the event, you know? So we had one guy that just came and he was the grill master, you know what I mean? And perfect. Yeah. It turned out really neat and it, it did. It got people, got people running. It's pretty interesting. So I, I did the same thing again, though, like ran the corporate challenge and that was it, you know, and. People, there was, there was this one guy there every year he would, he would send out emails. Now I know you all aren't runners, but I would suggest you start running now. It's going to be better for you. You know, get trained. He was like, he, you know, he's like, come on guys. If we, if one of you, just one of you gets in shape, we could actually like place in this thing. Like, oh yeah. You know, but we never did. He, but he would, he was always one that was like, start early. <laughs> Don't come on day one <laughs> to the race and day one of your training. So I want to, you know, never learned. Still going to races untrained, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's part of the fun. Yeah. So races, I think another thing that you and I have in common, we tend to like the whole race experience. Like I know you tend to stick, come early and stay later, you know, like if there's, if there's camping to be had, let's do some camping, like. If there's, if there's a hangout, you know, a couple hours before, let's do that too. What do you think that, I mean, first off, you agree with that or? Oh, totally. Think, yeah. That's kind of, cause I tend, that's how I tend to, that's how <laughs> you and I catch up. <laughs> you know, it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. So what do you think that's about? Oh. Yeah. I kind of like being, you know, social in those groups and it's a great opportunity to kind of just see people and hang out, which, you know, you know, family and kids and, you know, work, it, it can be tough to do that. So it's kind of nice when you're already out and about, Yeah, uh, you know, you're already going to be gone for a bit to, you know, take advantage Maximize of that. It. Yeah. You remember when access to friends was easy? Like you just had friends. Yeah. You just like did things with them. I know. It was just always assumed that, you know, whatever, doing stuff with friends. 
somehow that like just now they're a friend at well, especially now, but access to friends is difficult. So, you know, I, I always see that as the thing too. Well, I'm out. We're going to maximize that amount of time. And the cool thing is, I mean, the number of parks that we have here and the number of, you know, nice venues for gathering is, is really good. The only bummer is like Rochester running company winter runs, you know, cause you want to like hang out for those. <laughs> but like last week it was cold, so cold. You were wearing pants. So cold. I was wearing pants. <laughs> I am wearing shorts tonight though. But. I know I a statement statement, but yeah, like, you know, when you don't get to hang out, you're like, huh, drove all this way and ran 45 minutes and driving home now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it makes it tough. Tomorrow doesn't look too, too hot out there either, but it's at least nice to, you know, chat within the group, but I do like, hey, I do like hanging out after those runs, but yeah, it's tough when it's, you know, negative, whatever out there to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did kick around for a little bit in Dethaw and got changed, but it's just, you know, it's not the same when you could be hanging out in the, in the lawn in college town. You know? Yeah. So some of the other, uh, races like the mighty mosquito, right? Where we got all day there or twisted branch. We got all day, right? When you got, that's another thing about trail races, right? Is you tend to be able to be outside that you're in a park yep. who's going anywhere, right? Like, you know, so, all right. So given that let's jump into some of your modern day world here. You know, you, you started going pretty far, pretty fast. Once you, once you got into this stuff, right? What happened after corporate challenges? How did it like, how did running start to stabilize and just become a thing for you? I don't know. I somehow kind of got that bug to, uh, you know, run a half marathon. Uh, you know, the longest I ever raced before that was, I think we did about, you know, five miles in college. And uh, I don't know, it just uh, something about a half marathon interested me. So, uh, you know, I knew I kind of had to get a little more consistent with my training there. And I just decided to kind of go for it. So I found uh, a half marathon program online and uh, stuck to it exactly. You know, if it said to run, you know, six miles, I ran exactly six miles. Oh, okay. And, you know, not 0.1 miles over that. Yeah. And it went well. I did Flower City, which I, I think it's a nice course around the city. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're taking some good sights and taking a couple hills. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of got the bug from that and said, hey, you know, I could do a half marathon. Let's see if I can do a marathon. And that experience did not go quite as well. I got it done, but it was a pretty warm and humid day and uh, a lot hillier than I had anticipated. How long ago was this? It's probably five years now, six 20, years. 2016, 2017? Yeah, I think so. Check all your, all your copious. Uh, yeah. 2016 looks like was my first, uh, my first full. So that was, that was a road course and you know, I got it done. I wasn't, wasn't super pretty and took me a few weeks to, to really recover where I could, you know, even getting back out to kind of easy runs, but. Right. But I mean, your first marathon, you're, you're supposed to take some time to recover, you know, you're supposed yeah. to be chilled out. So when you say you got it done, you're talking, you got it done four hours, five hours. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was just under, which just is still, under, still a good time. I just under thought. four for your first marathon. And you're like, oh, it didn't go as well as I hoped. It was not, I mean, I was, I was kind of targeting a three thirty, and, and in hindsight, that was probably pretty unrealistic. That's, that's brash. Uh, so that's it, brash. For it was, well, you know, I, I had a half marathon of around 140. So, you know, those 
fancy online calculators, you know, saying you can do a 330 marathon. I don't know. I'm going to make one of those <laughs> calendar, one of those calculators. You're going to type in your time and it's going to say, you want to run what? Exactly. <laughs> now I realize it was totally unrealistic. And, you know, what happened that day is exactly what should have happened. But, you know, at the time I kind of, you know. Yeah, but, you know, just under four hours, not bad. No, you know. I'm happy with it. I mean, I trained for four hours and I, I got the... Uh, I get, I did the two things that you shouldn't do. One is set a goal time for your marathon. The other is take a pee at nine miles, right? Right as the right as the marathon gets onto the canal, the Rochester Marathon, as it would get the old course, would get onto the canal. And there's a little park there, Penfield, and a little porta potties. Oh, yeah. So I was with the four hour pace group, and I was like, "Well, I got to pee," and of course it's forever it was probably a 20 minute you know pee who knows how long it was and then i'm like okay don't run to catch up to them slowly catch up to them yeah well i mean I, I probably caught up to them around mile 16 or something so and so that happened it was a little burnt out and then i got the old mile 22 hamstring cramp so i ended up with like a 417 so probably again, 20 minutes off the goal, just like, just like you. Yep. See, you shouldn't have these goals. You should just run. Yeah. I agree. It's a lot more fun that way. <laughs> just run. So, okay. So then you, you're now you got a marathon, right? So you're going to, you're going to climb this ladder. Is that what your brain started to do? Well, I did 5k. I did, you know, what's it? 22k. Now I did 44k and now I'm going to go do a hundred K. Yeah. It was, it was actually, uh, it's it just kind of a series of coincidences. That same group that got me into the corporate challenge, someone somehow found out about this trail marathon in Letchworth mm. and I uh, wanted to put together a relay team for it. There you go. So, so, so you did Sega Honda with corporate challenge people. Yep. Nice. So, uh, you know, signed up for the, the long leg, which is something like nine miles and you know, I had, I had been running some trails like the Greenway and Lehigh Valley. So, you know, I, I knew what I was doing. So, you know, they kind of gave me an, you know, an, an estimate and I was like, well, I know it'll be a little slower cause it's trails, but you know, it's only nine miles. Like, you know, that shouldn't be bad. So, you know, I figured I could probably do that. And like, you know, I said probably an hour, 15, hour 20, you know, like a, a nine minute pace, you know, taking a little easier. And yeah, that was a very rude awakening that day. The, I learned what real trails were. Um, the FLT is slightly different than the Greenway. Just, just they, a touch. They may connect in some sort of <laughs> way, but they're slightly different. Yeah, I think Eric found a way to connect them for Mini and Jenny this year. Yeah, yeah. The interesting thing about that is it's going to go all the way around the shared, all the way around the whole park. I guess we'll have to talk about Mini and Jenny in a minute too. Excellent. You've done that one as well, right? A couple times. Yeah. So, yeah. So all of a sudden you're getting, you're getting miles on your legs. So now you found some trails. You ran Sega Honda, just nine, nine miles of it though. Is that what got, is that how you, did you go from that to just being trail running? Uh, yeah, pretty much at that point I was still alternating a little bit. You know, I had signed up, I think I did another road half and some, you know, 5Ks and stuff. But started getting more into like, you know, the local trail race and, you know, I, I found damn good. 
you know, so I found Goose Adventure Racing that way. And, uh, you know, I found that the Trails Rock Tuesday night runs that they were doing over, you know, at Duran mostly, but moving around a bit too. I just kind of started seeing what was in that direction and just really enjoying that a lot more than road races. I think it goes back to what you said earlier, like getting out to run. I feel like at road races, like I know what my pace is. I know what I should be doing. I can have a goal like down to the second. <laughs> and trail races, like even the same race I've done like four or five times, I can't set a goal for that year because maybe this year it's a mud fast or it's, you know, 30 degrees hotter than it was last year. I yeah. can really just get more in that, like, let's get out here and run and, you know, see what happens, you know, kind of go by that, you know, the running effort more so. Yeah. And just, it's, uh, it's a different experience, you know, and I, I've been running, like I, I enjoy running with Rochester running company on Saturdays because that again, feels more like the social hour time. I mean, you're up there with the fasties and you're running eights, eight thirties in the mornings, eights, eight thirties. Yeah. It, it's a little yeah. quick for me. Yeah. Especially if you're going to do, you know, 10, 10, 12 miles, but I mean, it, it is, it's like social hour, right? You get to catch up with everyone. And I like that aspect of it, the, the racing on the roads. It, and maybe it's just, I've never fell in with the right group. Cause I know that there are, you know, social aspects to it, obviously, but I don't know. My place is among the trees, sort of, you know? I completely agree though. I just feel like the atmosphere, you know, the atmosphere of trail races and trail events is just, it's a lot more lighthearted, a lot more sociable, I feel, than... Uh, yeah. And that's not to say like competition and competing is bad. It's just, uh, it's a different, it's a different thing. That being said, you know, I did run a bunch. I did start running on the roads. I didn't just start running in the trails, you know, but on my way to my first marathon, I also found damn good trail race, which happened to be my first trail race, you know? So I did a 14 miler for my first trail race. And I got to say, it was more fun than any 5k I've ever done. Yep, it is. It's such yeah. a blast. Yeah. Especially again, that it's on the FLT, same pieces, you know, where Sega Honda is and where many on the Jenny is. And it's just a nice area. You know, I'll never get tired of leaving that the dam area and running and i always stop at the first lookout over the gorge yeah it just never get tired of it you know it's just always it's great and it looks different every time you know it never, yeah. <laughs> it never looks the same so yeah and you can't you can't plan it could be muddy it could be leaves it could be you know really dry and crusty and you could uh trip over that same route that you've run over five times this time you could trip over it you know so it's just a it's a wild card did that exact same thing at damn good once I was like looking at this branch on the trail and I said, just move around it. It's barely jutting into the trail. And before I knew it, like two seconds later, I was sprawled out. That happened to me and I was just my second damn good. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do better this time. I, you know, for some reason, I think I can run two hours at that race for some dumb reason. I used to think I could be two hours. Never come close. I think like two fourteen, maybe. That's good though. That's not a, not a cakewalk course at all. No, but I I remember just like coming back and I I tripped over a route and like I caught myself and then immediately tripped over another route and caught myself and like pulled my whole side and I'm just like fall just fall down <laughs> and just lay there. Stop catching yourself. <laughs> and I was cursing the whole time back. Like ugh. 
Yeah, that's the worst when you when you catch yourself and like pull out your back or your, yeah, ugh, no no fun there. But much more fun than tripping on the one rock that's in twenty miles of road. You know, like yeah, the slight divot in the yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, and I'll find it no matter what, and I'll be sprawled out and ripped hands open. And uh, anyways. Enough about me. All right. So again, Sega Honda and some trail races now and starting to get the hankering for this, this ultra thing. Or are you just, I mean, cause we're only talking a span of like two to three years here, you know, like. Yeah. I fell in with the wrong crowd pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the, I was, I was a pretty regular for a while at those Tuesday night, you know, hell workouts that they do. And, you know. I, Eric and Sheila, of course, you know, put on many on the Jenny. So, you know, listen to them talk about it. Sounded kind of neat, but I just, I just felt like I wasn't ready yet. And, uh, you know, Eric's always kind of good for giving you a little, little push or, you know, maybe a shove in the right direction. And, you know, just with talking, I say, just do it now. You know, you've done the marathon, like. It's only know, 14 more miles. Right. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> You know, some of them are easier, yeah. you know, so yeah, just kind of decided I, I was going to do it and went forward and was man, that, that's a beautiful course. Was that your first ultra? That yeah, was. Jenny? Wow. Okay. Huh? Did I, I think I knew that. Yeah, I think I did because it was the first year of it and it was like. Um, I think it, so, I don't think it was the first year. It might've been maybe the second. 2018. Yeah. Welcome to many on the Jenny. Results. 2017 was the first one. Look at that. I just missed the inaugural year. It's because you weren't ready yet. Nope. You weren't ready. I was still at marathon level back then. I got to run the first one. Nice. How'd you like it? Oh, I thought it was great. It was, it was really funny because it was rainy that morning. Mm -hmm. And it was like a rain, the first half of the course was a rainforest. And then it sort of dried out throughout the day on the other side. So the other side was great, but you know, so it was like, it's like slip and sliding on the first side and the, the, you know, you have the little crossing water crossing that was raging. So that was good times, you know, but no, I love that course. I think it's great. I. I love that Eric and Sheila were like, let's go find every trail in the park, you know, yep. we're going to go run them all, so to speak, you know? So yeah. I did enjoy that because there were certainly trails in there that I had never been on. No, I had never been on the, you know, the other, the non-FLT side of the park before yeah. at all. So I had really no oh, idea okay. what to expect there. Yeah. You were like brand new to it. So as you're doing that, let's talk about getting into your, getting into your first ultra. Cause like you said, you fell in with the wrong crowd and obviously you're doing your training miles with those people. And so how did you prepare for your ultra? Is it just big, long runs? Did you have a training plan for this one? What's your general keep running? Is that was your philosophy? Yeah, back then was. Uh, a little different than I'm doing now. I pretty much just followed, you know, a marathon plan. And I had run Sega Hyundai again, I think it was about three or four weeks before that. So that was kind of like my big long run, but I hadn't, you know, the highest I had hit in training was 20 miles. You know, I was running pretty consistently five days a week at that point. And just running trails? I was, I always did a mix. You know, there's certainly a convenience to, you know, throwing on your shoes in the morning and going out the door. I think there's some benefit and, you know, some of, you know, varying your pace a bit too. So, you know, I probably do 
little, you know, two to three days trails and, you know, two or three day roads, just depending on kind of how it falls that week. Yeah. Right. And so were you nervous? Like what, what were your thoughts going? Did you set some crazy goal for it? Um, I didn't set a goal. I felt just kind of based on like the course and talking to other people that, you know, somewhere around eight and a half hours was probably around a reasonable finish time just for, you know, planning purposes. You know, my family came out, my dad came out, you know, so to try to give him my, an idea, you know, I, I figured somewhere eight to nine hours with around eight and a half was probably realistic, but I didn't do anything during the race to try to hit that. Right. And, you know, I don't think there's any way you can run that race remotely consistently. And, you know, if you can dig it a split that course, like that's super impressive, but yeah. <laughs> I did it. I did it the other way. I did the first half in five hours and the second or the first half in, yeah, five hours and the second half in seven hours. Did that the wrong? I think that's, I mean, that I that's just, the way that course runs though. I, I don't think anyone really can negative split that. It's yeah. just that that front half is just faster. Yeah. Well, and in reality, the only reason I was running it is because it was the first <laughs> many on the Jenny and no way should I have been doing 40 miles that day, but you know, that's, that's where you end up. Yeah. Yep. That's where you end up, you know? Yeah. And so you, yeah, you got a 825 here. Yeah. I was happy not with bad. that. Kind of just fell just ahead of kind of where I thought I could head. Yeah, and Not bad for 40 miles, huh? No. Did you, when you crossed over 27, did you say, look at me, mom, I did an ultra. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, I think I did look down and say like, this is the farthest I've ever run. And then I think that 31 miles was like, okay, now I did a 50 K and mm -hmm. you know, when I hit 40, I'm kind of like, yeah, the finish better be coming up soon. <laughs> Ish. It's all ish. Yeah, they did have a nice, like a one mile to go sign. So I, I, I knew, I knew I was getting close. So. Yeah. I, I don't pay attention to any of that until you come out at the, the hogs back parking lot. Yeah. Then I overlook there. Then you're like, okay, now I'm at that parking lot. I know there's not much left because I, and I don't pay attention to those clowns at the final countdown aid station. They don't know how far, <laughs> they don't know how far it is until the finish line to just tell you things to get you to leave. Yep. Yeah. You get some very <laughs> answers there about how far it is to go. Yeah. They don't know. What do they know? They, they're drunk on final countdown. They've been listening to it for five hours. I mean, I like hearing it when I'm there for like five, 10 minutes, but I don't think I could do that all day. <laughs> it's a long day. It is. It's whew. Yeah. And I think though, again, one of the cool things that Sheila and Eric did with that in order to make it feel different and feel good was they bring the aid stations into the trail, right? Which is different than Sega Hundo, where you have to leave the trail, which is admittedly the least fun part of that course is the up and down the access roads. Yep, completely. So they bring the aid stations down onto the trail. You never really have to leave and it gives them all like a nice little cozy feeling, you know. Oh, it's great down there. Yep. Yep, it is indeed. So that had to have got you hooked, right? Like, yeah, it was a great experience. You know, you know, any ultra, there's going to be some highs and lows, but you know, the highs way outweighed the lows, you know, that day. And most of the day I felt pretty good mm -hmm. and yeah, it kind of got me, you know, hankering for, you know, where to go from there. Yeah. Well, only bigger miles, it seems, but uh, do you, do you feel like you're just running these races or are you actually racing these races? Cause you do tend to do a lot of events. 
Do you, do you save up and like race one particular event or? I think the, the, the distance and the course kind of dictate that for me. I love racing like a good trail half marathon, like Medved Madness, you know, zero SPF. But when I start getting into the ultra distance, I don't think my, my endurance, you know, I, I do run some high mileage, no question, but I don't think I run quite high enough mileage to really like really race, race those, you know, especially when they start getting, you know, really hilly, you know, so like a, you know, a flatter 50 K, you know, I still, I still, you know, maybe semi race those, but I think as it starts getting longer, it's more of, you know, running and I wouldn't say like, you know, it's a walk in the park, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, but I wouldn't say like, you know, a hundred percent out racing them either. I just, I know I give a lot of credit to people who, you know, go full bore for those whole races. Cause it's such a thin line, you know, with your nutrition and your hydration and your legs and everything. I think it's amazing, you know, watching some of those, those runners out there doing that. It's, it's awesome, but I don't think I'm quite up to that. Yeah. I that comfort level completely impressed by people that can run those distances hard and, and actually know that they're going to make it to the finish or, or maybe they don't know that they're going to, I mean, I think they got to know they're going to make it. Right. Yeah, I hope like, so. <laughs> I mean, I think they got to know because how or else, how are you doing it? Right. Like, yeah. 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 So we, we made it up to like 2018. Wow. We, we've jumped pretty, uh, we still got four years though, four yeah. years, which is interesting because I know that like we met back at, in that time, it doesn't feel like five years. I mean, no, it doesn't. But what is, what is time these days? But it yeah, does. it's pretty wonky these days. Yeah. But it, it, five years seems so long ago as well. You know, like, yep. I don't know, I don't know how to, don't really understand it. So after, you know, and that's the beginning of the summer of 2018 is many on the Jenny and you just ran an ultra. So did you jam up 2018 with more stuff or. I think I had some other halves and did you uh, kind of like just recover or are you just doing runs? Like, I guess what I'm trying to get is like, do you get tired? <laughs> I try to be pretty, you know, pretty steady running all year long and really try not to take uh, much time off. You know, I do obviously don't always go that hard, but yeah, it looks like I had a bunch of, you know, trail halves rounding out that year. So I had a pretty, pretty steady year after that. It looks like at least, you know, looks like about four or five half marathons on the calendar. And there you go. I, uh, you know, kind of gearing up for, for the following year. Yeah. And so it sounds like you've mentioned half marathons a lot. It sounds like that might be, despite you being known for running forever all day it seems like half marathons might be your your favorite there i agree i think yeah. I, I, it's the most enjoyable distance you know you can race it hard you know there's a lot of room for error there because you know it's a reasonable distance and mm -hmm. you can make you can still make a, quite a few mistakes and still kind of pull pull out a good race yeah it gets you up around two hours right yeah. it's good for the social atmosphere you know you feel pretty good after you're not you know completely exhausted and drained mm -hmm. and not a lot of recovery afterwards. No. Nah. Normal weekend activity. Just run a half marathon every weekend. That's yeah. a big deal, right? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty standard training, I think. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's cool. That's cool. You, you got your 2018 going, but now you, you're sort of an ultra guy now, all of a sudden you did, at least what I know, you did Cayuga 50, right? Or the 50K? Yeah. The, the following year I kind of used, uh, start off pretty early with an ultra doing the frozen branch 50K. There you go. In the winter, which is a pretty fun experience out there, depending on the conditions. Fun. That's, that's definitely... <laughs> I don't know a lot of people. Uh, well, I do. Honestly, what's weird is so many people love Frozen Branch. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, like the post race thing was pretty awesome. Like hanging around a campfire, eating, warm blankets, eating, eating some, some chili, some drinking some beer, tepid chili. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of neat, actually. It, it really is. Um, and I, I don't get it, like. At Twisted Branch, we're being asked, like, it's the middle of August and people are asking, are we going to do Frozen Branch again? Yeah. They're, they're like, are we going to run in February in the snow? I can't really deal with this 75 degree beautiful day right now. Tell me about the winter, please. I don't know. Last year, I definitely could have used the winter. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about that. You've also done some of the, you know, you went back and did many on the Jenny again, right? Yeah, Eric had... Uh... Again, I'd come up with this crazy idea of this Empire State Triad. Mm. So I was doing uh, Many on the Jenny, Cayuga 50 Miler, and Twisted. Yeah. So. One per month. Yeah, I think I had two out of three on my radar, but, you know, that, that little nudge in the right direction. Well, you might as well just do them all then. Mm -hmm. If you're doing two of them, you might as well do three of them. And uh, signed up for a twisted branch. Who right? might argue with that kind of crazy logic? So, <laughs> yeah. So the following year, I had uh, went from uh, one ultra to uh, four, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, say I got in pretty deep there. Yeah. So for frozen branch, a lot of people probably don't know um, much about it, but it starts at well. And now it, it all depends on where it starts. It's a, it's a roving start. The original frozen branch started at bean station road, which is about mile 48, right? 40, 48 plus 50. A little earlier. Yeah. It's about mile, maybe it's 45. Yeah, it should be about I right. think, it, I think it's 45 because then you go 15 miles and you end up at Urbana, which makes, makes sense. Yep. So yeah, it's at about mile 45 of the Twisted Branch course. And you run again, uh, just down to the Urbana aid station. The only fun part is you turn around and go back up. And if you don't know, the Twisted Branch course is kind of downhill after mile 45. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, there's definitely <laughs> uphills involved, but there's downhills. And um, going back up from urbana back up to bean station is is a climb to say the least yeah that mitchellsville gorge is uh, yeah. quite the uphill stretch yep climbing up mitchellsville gorge going down the newton road climb instead of up the switchbacks you're going down and like yeah it's just a different beast going that way but then you got to climb up to bean station yeah it's not an easy race like no. I, by no means and and even in a even if we're summer doing that 15 miles uphill is tough. So props to you. You just jumped right in it, huh? Yeah. Full bore. Woof. And then, yeah, the Empire State Triad. I think there were, there were not many of you that ended up finishing it. How many were there? There weren't many. There was maybe like 
five or six of us between the men and women. So it was kind of a, a race of a victory of attrition, I would almost say. Cause, uh, cause, yeah. but you know, getting them all done in the same year was, was pretty exciting. And, you know, especially, you know, being able to do Twisted as my first 100K was pretty awesome. You know, the fact that we have all of these, you know, amazing trail races of, you know, all sorts of distances from, you know, three miles, 200 milers, you know, within, you know, an hour yeah. or less. It's pretty awesome. And, and you ended up winning the Empire State Triad by having the lowest like net time of all three races. Is that how it worked? Yep. Yeah. Somebody definitely had a good lead on me going into Twisted Branch, but you know, a surprise, uh, DNF, you know, yeah, pulled that one out. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty great. I mean, that's a big deal. Right. And I guess what the, the prize package for that wasn't an, an entry into each race next year. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> quite, quite the package. You get to run them all again. Oh, that's more like a punishment than a prize. I feel like <laughs> it was definitely something. <laughs> So did you end up running them all again the next year? Well, the next year got a little, little messed up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Talk about that, huh? So yeah, you roll into 2020, you got three free races on your belt. You're ready to go, right? Yep. So, got, a, got a holster full of registrations. Yeah. Plan was to do them all again. And then, uh. A little COVID going on, you know, canceled, canceled everything except Cayuga, which I DNF that year. So rock, wow. rocking the COVID schedule. <laughs> so you, you finished no races in 2020, huh? Well, there was a pretty big one I finished that year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. All right. All right. So you DNF 50K and... Yep. Did you then decide to sign up for the 100 miler? <laughs> Did you sign up for the 100 miler before your 50K DNF? Well, now you're just making it sound more ridiculous than it already is. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I definitely had it on my mind. I was kind of hoping to use Cayuga 50K as my like really long run before it. I was leaning towards probably doing it. I'd probably say, you know, I was you know, 80, 80% willing to sign up. And, you know, I was kind of seeing what happened with COVID and, you know, comfort levels of stuff, which ironically, I, I did not have at Cayuga. You know, it's just, it's busy in those parks. It was a hot, hot day. It was over 90 degrees. So I was watching all these people in their bathing suits walking by us going swimming as, you know, we're dying <laughs> on these ridiculous climbs. And I just wasn't into it. Like, you know, it was very different than the year before where camped out with a bunch of people, hung out with a lot of people. You know, yeah, this year I was energy. here by myself, although I guess that's not true. There were some other people who came up that day, but I camped out by myself the night before. My buddy Tom said that he actually ended up really liking it. He said he thought Ian did a good job with the COVID stuff. And he was like, and I got to sleep right next to the start line. Like, he's like, that's never going to happen again. Yep. Yeah, it was no fault of Ian's. He did everything he said he would do. It was more of just, it was just a mental, mental thing for me. And I just decided yeah. I didn't want to be out there anymore. So not, not good energy for you, huh? Nope. Just was not feeling it at all. And you know, I had a lot of time on the, the clock left still. And <laughs> was talking to a few people and just didn't want to be there. So I got back to my car and drove home. 
And that was your first DNF, huh? It was. And and you did it. You did the thing that people do after a DNF. Yep. I uh, waited probably 24 hours and signed up for a 100 miler. Yeah. That was in three weeks. <laughs> See, now you're just making it sound more ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It was... It was something I was kind of thinking about anyhow. It was something I was, I was leaning towards signing up for. And I felt, you know, being local in Menden was nice. Right. So, yeah, we didn't even mention. So it's Mighty Mosquito 99 is what you signed up for. Yep. Which is six, uh, it's three loops, six times each, and then a one mile uh, fun jaunt back up to the water tower. And it's all night in men and ponds and there's lots of tents and teams and good energy, right? And a decent, safe place to do a hundred miles because you're never more than six miles away from a towel to cry in. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was appealing having my own aid station that I could bring my own stuff and set up. It was smaller that year because there weren't teams because of the COVID restrictions. I think they were capped at. 50 people or something so souls but the nice thing is you can bring in pacers so fortunately i had a good pool of friends who are all within spitting distance of menden and were happy to go run some loops with me so i ran a few loops on my own and planned uh, company for the the rest of the race as you're going to that race <laughs> are you are you thinking, yeah, maybe only 50 miles, maybe only 60 miles? Are you, you're like, hell yeah, 100 miles. I mean, I was planning on getting it done. You know, you never know what the day is going to bring. It certainly seemed like a big goal. I certainly had no guarantees that I, you know, I didn't say like, yeah, I can definitely do this. There was no way. But, you know, I know some people go into it with only planning to do 50, but you know, I went into their planning to, to get it done. And what was your, what's, what kind of base mileage are you going in? I know we talked about Cayuga 50 K, but what kind of weekly mileage are you doing? So, um, kind of at that peak, I'm usually doing around 55 a week, um, with back to back weekend long runs. I think the longest I did was I did back to back 19s. I think there were some fundraisers going on for Finger Lakes Running Company, and then another one for the local running companies. So I'd kind of doubled those up and did 19 miles back to back was probably my longest. And, but even then, you know, my back to backs, you know, sometimes I do like, you know, maybe 12 to 15 on the road on Saturday and then a 20 on Sunday, you know, plus the weekly mileage. Mm -hmm. So that, that's pretty much about as big as I get in training and then try to mix in, you know, maybe some longer races to kind of get some more of that, you know, experience. And as much as a hundred miles is a, is a silly idea in general, you didn't feel like I'm going out there to, to walk for 30 hours until they tell me to get off. You felt like you had something going on there. Yeah. yeah. I felt, I felt it was certainly achievable, you know, and just had to kind of see, you know, go out there, try it, you know, and see what happens. You know, certainly no guarantees at that distance by, you know, to me. So. Yeah. So how, uh, let's go. How do you, rem I mean, we're talking pre COVID. So you could say you got pre COVID brain. Well, you got, say you got COVID brain. It was in the middle of it, but like, do you have highlights from that? Like were, were you like, okay, 
the first loops, I'm going to do this. And the second set of loops, I'm going to do this. And, you know. Yeah, it was kind of another case where, you know, I, I didn't really have necessarily a plan, but I had some rough ideas, you know, being, you know, less than 10 minutes from my house. I run there all the time. I hadn't practiced any of the loops per se, but looking at a map, I, I had a pretty good idea of where most of them lie, you know, and felt like, you know, the first loop would I was feeling good. I run those hills all the time. It's, you know, the, the 10K, mostly like Green Esker loop. Yeah. And that's, but the it's 50, each one of these is essentially a 50K. Yep. So you're doing, you're doing Menden trail races. <laughs> you're yeah. doing, you know, you're doing. As the warm up. <laughs> yeah. As the warm up to another, you know, 70 miles. So, you know, and the first loop is hilly. The second loop is a bit of a break. It's a little bit flat. You know, you got yep. the grass and the going over to Quaker Pond. So did you go in it with like a conserve kind of, were you looking at 29 hours and 59 minutes, like as your goal or were you gonna, did you put together like a 24 hour goal, then a B goal and a C goal kind of stuff? Um, I kind of just looked at again and kind of thought, you know, like a sub 27 hour was probably you know, something that I could reasonably achieve. Right. You know, you know, sub 24, I thought was a possibility if, you know, everything went swimmingly, but it wasn't something that I was, I set any plan to try to achieve. And, you know, anything under 30 hours would have been a win for me because, you know, just, just getting it done is, you know, ultimately the goal there. So, right. you know, the, the first six laps there, you know, went really well. I run those hills all the time. I did try to ease off a bit compared to normal, but probably came still a little hot out of, out of those, but felt pretty good. You know, it, it was a nice morning and uh, you're really shaded on that, that first set there. But going into the second set, I thought I'd, I'd really keep the pace going on that. You know, it's pretty flat, not much, you know, technical stuff going on there, but it got warm and it got sunny and it's pretty open there. And, you know, I think if, if I learned something from my DNF a few weeks ago, it was to really take it easy, you know, when I start getting warm. So, you know, despite, despite my legs still feeling pretty decent, you know, not a hundred percent, I started taking it easier on the, the, those loops and doing a little more walking, drinking a little bit more and, you know, just kind of eased off on the pace. And, you know, I, I kind of knew, you know, kind of halfway through those that like, you know, sub 24 just wasn't, you know on the radar, which was fine. It makes it easy. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And, you know, I was really more of, you know, what do I need to do to make sure, you know, my day goes the way so I can finish and not, you know, bite off more than I can chew. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it starts at 5 a.m., I think, something like that. Yeah, it's so, something early. So, you know, you're running through the whole night at that point. Yep. And have you, had you done a lot of night running at that time? No, I mean, I've done... You know, the, some of the Tuesday night trails runs in the winter, you know, get dark and kind of be getting it twisted, but I don't really do night running. It's just, you know, usually I can run during the day. So I'm not, I don't do it a lot, but I run men in so much, you know, I have a pretty good comfort level there despite, despite it getting dark. Yeah. And after you do the loop once, you know, there's no monsters, so you can go do it. <laughs> you can do it five more times. Or yep. They're cleared out. And you finished in, in under 27 hours? Yes, 26-something, 26, 26, 20 maybe. <clears throat> so I was go. super happy with it. 
I really felt good most of the day. You know, starting around mile 80 something, my, you know, I started getting a little kind of tightness kind of behind the knee there that I kind of dealt with. But, you know, it was just a lot of fun. My family came out and, you know, wife and kids were cheering me on a few times because they were just kind of hanging out there because it's a great park. And I had people running with me most of the time, you know, the overnight, I didn't kind of get people fully signed up, but, you know, Pat decided to just run an overnight marathon with me because he didn't have any, he was free. And, you know, I said, Hey, I know I kind of scheduled people based on time periods because I didn't know where I'd be when and said, Hey, you know, I know it's kind of around. He's like, no, keep going. You know, we do another loop and another loop and yeah. So it just, it was actually just like a lot of fun. Like I was a good time, you know, when you talked about it earlier, like, you know, kind of getting that out to see friends, like. Mm-hmm. It was great. Like I had a bunch of friends who came out to help me and, you know, spend their time, you know, helping me get, get my gold on. So it was really neat. Is that, is that it for hundreds or you want to get better at them? Well, I'm signed up for another one this year. <laughs> um, right. Well, that answers that question. So I kind of like that series concept. Yeah. So I signed up for the Pennsylvania Triple Crown. Okay. It's coming up year. It's Heiner 50K in April. Right. World's End 100K oh, in June. End. Okay. And then Eastern States 100 miler in August. Great. So I guess we won't be seeing you at Twisted Branch, huh? I'd like to hopefully be there volunteering. will be my goal for this year. All right. Cool. I but, think that But not, not running, hopefully walking. Yeah. So definitely outside of my comfort zone. Hilly courses are not my forte. But it seemed like a kind of a neat thing. Yeah. And you can uh, talk to you can talk to Pete Kresak. He's done all three of those. Oh, perfect. Sure, so. Yeah, I like Pete. I haven't talked to him for a while. Yeah. I've yeah. only done Green Monster in Pennsylvania. That's the only only race I've done out there so far. So although I think Jesse Canfield said Eastern States is stupid. Pretty sure. He said only do it if you absolutely hate yourself. So I'm in luck then. <laughs> you got that going for you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, see where see where the chips lie. Both, you know, both worlds and in eastern states have, you know, only about a fifty percent finish rate. So yeah. You know, the odds of getting all three done in the same year aren't great. But, you know, I kinda had them on my radar and, you know, two months apart for each of them. And they just provide gotta, some good training. They just gotta tempt you with that series. Yeah. Can't turn can't turn down a <laughs> pain inducing series. Can't, like turn, can't turn down three loosely associated <laughs> races. <laughs> So I don't feel like 100 milers are going to be my thing, though. I think, you know, really that ultra distance, I like a good 50K. Yeah, considering we talked about how you really like half marathons a little while ago, yep. it seems like, you know, you might find doing six uh, half marathons at a time might not be for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, you know, I like dabbling them. I like seeing new races. Eight, eight half marathons. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, eight. eight, eight. <laughs> Math was a little like Just four marathons, no big deal. Actually, that one is 104 miles, I think, too. So, yeah, it is four four marathons. Nice. Well, that sounds good. terrible. Well, when you put it like that. But, you know, I I like the experience. I like trying new things. You know, those people who are out there doing multiples of 100 milers a year, that guy who does one a week. I don't know how they do that. Yeah, what's his deal, right? Woof. I don't know. I have copious drugs or something, I imagine. Well, he gets 100 miles a week, and I would guess, you know. Yeah. run for a D3 college team that way. Yeah, I mean, that gets you over 5,000 miles a year just in racing. Woof. So, yeah, I don't know how they do that, but, you know, let's see what happens. But I, I definitely, you know, won't 
won't be my mainstream, you know, even kind of two in that, you know, 100K plus distance in the year will be a first for me. You know, I kind of like maybe at most, most one a year in that distance. It's just a lot. Yeah, it is. It really is. Both in training, recovery, well, net, time, uh, everything. And, you know, with kids and et cetera and real jobs and all that. But good on you for going from a DNF to finishing your first 100 mileage to signing up for another one. Ugh. <laughs> well, again, like you said, though, it, it pays to have, it pays to have friends that want to do that kind of thing with you. I think that's really the big deal, right? Is it's 20 miles and then it's another 20 miles and then it's another 20 miles and then it's another. Yep. 20. <laughs> and that's the nice thing here is, you know, everyone's training for different races, but you know, people are going out there training together. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's no shortage of people, you know, you can meet up with on Saturdays, Sundays, run some miles together. You know, maybe you're running more than they are. Maybe they're running more than you. So you kind of loop it mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, especially in the summer, there's just so many people doing stuff. You know, there's always people looking, looking to get some miles in. What would you say would be a fun, what's one of your more fun and unique races that you've run? Probably the most unique one I did was, you know, when they had it was the mud slog. So it's so funny. We were running, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago we were running and trying to think of the name of that race. <laughs> and we're trying, we're like, you know, the obstacle course one. And there's people like, we used to have an obstacle course race. I'm like, yeah, it was at a horse farm. Yep. And I'm like, I can't, and I'm like, it's mud. And, and I was like, Ron was, he did was, Ron was one of the race directors for a little while. Yep. And I was like, and it just could not come up. <laughs> and it's like mud slog, like simple, simple. Yeah. Right? But I just, we could not come up with the name of it. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Did you, and it was always cold, right? Yeah, and there's that that spot where you actually got to jump fully into the water and swim in it. Yeah, I never did mud slog. Don't know why. I was doing pretty good up until we got to the obstacle courses, and I was just terrible at that. (laughs) And, And the brutality of it later was there's also like a kid's race. So for the kids, they don't do the whole course. They just do all the obstacles. And my kids went through those obstacles like it was nothing. <laughs> and your your old man can't get over the barrels. And... No, nope, the barrels, the climbing, all of it. Even the actually, I think the funniest one was there's just some huge mud pits, mm-hmm. and Ron's at one of them taking pictures. So I I run in the mud pit, my shoe comes off while he's standing there <laughs> taking pictures. Nice. So I'm trying to fish my shoe out of the mud. Quality. <laughs> quality yeah you know it's one of those things where you know if you see a cool race you should probably run it because it might not be there again yeah yeah i mean it's you know it's not a race i would do every year but it was fun it was unique yeah um you know i think what what else i like one of the ones i like which is it's not necessarily unique it's unique to here because it's the only one we have which is the last runner standing Yep. It's the idea that you start out at a 20 minute mile, you run a mile, then it goes down to 19, then it goes down to 18 and you have to finish, you know, before the time runs out. And I just, I absolutely love that race. I love that though the winners, like the people that don't win get to see the winners finish, you know, like, and every other race, whenever I'm in a long race, 
I go, huh, eight hours. Well, the race is over now. You yeah. know, somebody's won. Yeah. <laughs> that's They're it. long done. Yep, that's it for me. But in this one, you actually get to see the the winners, you know, and there's a reason for sticking around, you know. Yeah, that was the the last race. I think it's the weekend just before COVID hit and everything yep. shut down. And yep. I don't think there was ever a race. I walked the first five miles in my winter coat in. <laughs> yep. But a few of us just walked those first five loops and yeah. chatted and, you know, it started kind of picking it up a little bit after that. And uh, yeah, you get to warm up into yeah. a race, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was my last race and it was right before, right before COVID. Yep. Yeah. That was great. I don't even know. Are they doing, are they going to do that this year? Yeah. It's uh, coming up. Yeah. It's usually March, March right? Yeah. It's the first week of March. Yeah. They got registration open. Oh, man. See, this was the problem with not being on the internet. You know, I don't get to know these things. Oh, you should sign up. Maybe I should. There's a good uh, good group going so far. Maybe I should. I'll put that on my list here. Yeah, that's cool. I can't help but notice that you are not registered for Muddy Sneaker. Are you just waiting? It's the weekend before Heiner. Good training run. It is. <laughs> Maybe if uh, Muddy Sneaker wasn't Muddy Sneaker and Heiner wasn't Heiner. It's only 12 and a half miles. Yeah. Is it full yet? No. <laughs> 189, I was, I'm over here looking. 189 spots left. Yeah, it makes me just a little hesitant just because of the, the hilliness of that course the weekend before. Hmm. So I'd love to do sneaker. So, Actually, I'll, see, so I'll see you there then. I've never had the opportunity to race it. Uh, COVID year was supposed to be my first opportunity and, you know, yeah. it understandably, you know, was postponed, but I still haven't had an opportunity to do that race yet. So bummer. Well, next year. Yes. Unless you accidentally win this triple crown and got to go back and run Heiner again. Yeah, I think I'd probably uh, find a way to gift those entries or something. I can't, I can't imagine repeating those, those events, but you know, I've, I've seen a lot of the, the local races and man, they're fantastic, but you know, I want to try to just, you know, mix in some other stuff and yeah, that's the natural, see what else is out there? That's the natural way it is. You run, you run a bunch of races after three to five years, you start branching out, but you'll come home again. You will. Oh, I definitely will. I'll have to check out, you know, the new many on the Jenny course and, you know, Add, add the extra mileage on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What other unique races have I done? Beer mile. Oof. That was an experience. I've never actually finished a beer mile. Yeah, it's a thin line on those later loops between <laughs> uh, speed and digestion. I've never, I've never, I mean, I've, yeah, I've never actually com completed one in, in the real way of doing it. Mm. It's only a mile. Can't do nope. it though. Nope. It's crazy though that the record holder for that, mm -hmm. I can't run a mile or drink four beers in four and a half minutes. <laughs> no. Can't can do, do both. <laughs> can't do either one of those things. Yeah. I don't under people, man. There's something. I know. That's definitely a specialty there. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the other, you know, the other random question, you know, I tend to like, and I, I sent this to you, which was just like, do you ever think of like you truly like something weird when you're running and you're like, huh, why the hell did I just think that? Where did that come from? Yeah, I definitely have a lot of random thoughts that pop yeah. into my head while I'm running. You know, I can't think of one like right yeah. now that's happened, but 
You know, I listen to music a lot while running, so that usually kind of keeps my mind off stuff. But yeah, there's still just random things that just pop in my head all the time. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a good way to, you know, just make the, the time pass, you know? Yeah. So I might start thinking about, you know, something I heard in the news and kind of going down all these weird paths. And Yeah. Yeah. I, I often start to think of like where something came from, like... Or the etymology of a word, like completely unanswerable questions mm. that I, I have no way of answering myself. But man, I, sometimes I'll just stop and be like, where, how did the brain garbage, like brain garbage just, and I'm so happy because that's what running, I feel like another thing running does is just gets out the brain garbage, yeah. you know, like kind of irons, irons out the weird ruts in your brain that you don't really want there. Yeah. And I, you know, I go through a mix too, where sometimes like I really want to run with people and sometimes like, I just, you know, want to be alone in the woods and, yeah, you know, just kind of think about random stuff and, you know, or sometimes just not have to think about anything at all. And right. Just, you know, kind of be out there enjoying, enjoying the scenery and. Yeah. So now for folks that know you, you can often be found at a race for some reason without a shirt on. I don't understand this, but no matter what happens, the shirt eventually comes off. What's the deal? Do you just not like shirts? You just run really hot. Like, are you, you hot blooded? I I am hot blooded. I mean, I run in shorts, you know, oftentimes when I'm the only one in shorts. Yeah. And I'm comfortable. Like just got to show off your little frankles to the world, huh? Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's not, I'm not cold when I'm doing it. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable and you know, it's the same in those summer races. It gets hot and there's not much I can do to stay cool. And you know, maybe it's not a huge difference, Yeah, but it's something. Well, I I had to ask because you know, people would have been like, why did you not ask him? Now at Twisted, you had your hydration pack on, but no shirt. So let's talk about chafing. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? I don't think I had any chafing. Oh, I think at the end I asked you and you're like, not so much here, but a little bit back here probably... and your whole back, mm-hmm. your sides of your back were completely trashed, but not so much here or here, you know? So yeah, nobody taught you about that kind of thing. It's the price I pay, I guess. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Those, those showers, uh, afterwards can be uh, quite revealing. Yeah. Oof. I do try, you know, I'll apply some anti-chafing stuff kind of over my shoulders and my back. Yeah. Which does help a little bit, but I usually just kind of reach a point where I'll deal with, I'll deal with the chafing. I need to I'd be rather, free. Yeah. I mean, I just, I get so warm and I have a hard time staying cool. It's yeah. I, I wish we had a lot more fall races. <laughs> I mean, the summer schedule is packed here, but spring and fall are pretty light. And, you know, frozen branch is a pretty solid temperature for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you can, you can wear those layers. You can stay warm in those temps. But, you know, when it's 90 degrees off, you can only, you know, take off so many clothes. Yeah. And de- shorts are about the only thing I'm left with. I can't stand sweating just for breathing. Like, I can't stand that, definitely. And I'm not a heat person, but... I mean, I was, I was definitely bundled up last Saturday. Like it was no going, no getting around it, but yeah, I do wish we had more fall races. Yeah. I mean the winter, you know, definitely the the last few weeks have been pretty cool and I, you know, I've been wearing, you know, tights or pants and a layer or two up top, but you know, I'm comfortable in that. Yeah. And, uh, 
I think a lot of the race directors stay away from fall races because everybody's running their fall marathons, you know, like mm. it's at least my, you know, unprofessional opinion of it all. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. There are quite a lot of those. Yeah. I would like to run, uh, New York city someday. I think I'd, I'd, I'd make a re resurgence at a road marathon for that one. It was good. I enjoyed it. I don't know that I got to do it again. Maybe I would, you know, with the right, I think I wouldn't do it solo. I mean, my wife and I went, which was really great. She didn't run, but we went down to New York city together and yeah. her brother lives down there and his wife. So there was, you know, that kind of aspect. And we got to see Primus two nights before. So you can't, nice. can't beat that, <laughs> right? Get to see Primus doing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know? So that was really cool. <laughs> and then going to New York City Marathon. So I can't beat that, Yeah, you know? But yeah, I mean, I think I, you know, of all those big city marathons, I think the one that is kind of, I would like to do probably someday is Chicago. You hear a lot of things about Chicago. Being a big city marathon, but feeling small, that kind of thing. And yep. Start in the middle of the city and you can walk to the start line and that kind of stuff. That seems neat. But yeah, I've done Philly and DC and New York City. Nice. Yeah, so good. East Coasters, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good place to be. I think you should do a road marathon again. I think you could get a 330. You're a fasty pants. Yeah, I feel, I feel much more confident now that that would actually be a realistic <laughs> realistic goal Ugh. much more so now than it was back then but i don't know if i'll ever get to a 330 a 341 and i don't i don't like the feeling of what i had to do to get to a 340 it's a solid time yeah it feels all right you know like it, it's just it'll never be realizing i'll never really actually be fast which is fine by me i think yeah i mean you know, people always talk about things like BQ and stuff like that, but it's just, you know, I, I really enjoy running. I really enjoy running with friends. I like doing well, but there's kind of like a balance that I've really learned to appreciate there. And, yeah. you know, I, I just have a ball running with, with friends and people and spending time on the trails and, you know, I'd much rather, you know, be doing all this great stuff than, you know, hitting some, you know, arbitrary you know, road PR or something like that. So, but it does feel good to run fast actually, don't it? Doesn't it? Like, it does. I like my, I started to get back into speed workouts the last few weeks. Yeah. And I enjoy that. You know, it's nice to, to do that. And I think, you know, you know, while on a trail race, it's not, you know, you're not doing that kind of work. I think it still helps out there. I think kind of, oh, that, absolutely. It's a good, you know, good to mix up your training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, uh, that, that top end, you know, learning what it's like to work hard is uh, a good thing, you know? So, yep. I just rather keep it to, you know, four or five miles of speed than 26.2 miles of speed. Yeah. Just cruising is fun though. Right. I mean, yep. it, that works out well. So, you know, I think, I mean, we've lasted through six years pretty quickly there, right? Well, yeah. 2016 to 2022. Yeah. Lots happened. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, you know, it's weird because some, like Abby McCarthy, she, when I talked with her, she managed to keep running races through COVID, you know? She's like, I've had my schnoz swabbed a couple times, <laughs> you know, she's kind of used to them. Like, and she managed to do all sorts of races during yeah. COVID. I feel like I haven't seen anybody and time has stopped meaning the things, yeah. you know, like 
I think everybody's handling a little. I think this is the year, though. I think everybody's signing up for everything this year. Yeah, I think, you know, you know yeah, 2020 was very minimal. 2021 started to kind of come back. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, especially in, I think a lot of the normal races, you know, kind of happened last year for the most part. You know, it wasn't 100%, but it was a pretty, pretty full schedule. And, you know, yeah, this year, like you said, you know, a lot more group runs are back on the table and training and races and. Yeah. You're still not signed up for Muddy Sneaker. I just checked again. Mm -hmm. My phone must be broken. <laughs> Forgot my ultra sign up password. I figure it just signs you up when you think of something. It just signs you up. I do like those races though, that, um, you know, it's, it's first come first serve opposed to the lottery. Yeah. Because I, I can do a great job of being on there right at that second and getting through the registration process. But, you know, playing the odds is not my strong suit. So I, yeah. I feel like for some races, I'm going to be in the lottery for, for quite a long time before, before anything happens there. Well, yeah. And now, I mean, you got a Twisted Branch finish. So did you put your name in the Western States lottery? Yeah, this is my second year. All right. So this is the thing you want to do then, I guess, huh? Pretty mixed on that. The race, I think I'd love to do it because of kind of the history. And I think it'd be a really neat experience. You know, probably an opportunity I'll say, you know, I can't pass up. But it doesn't really strike me as my kind of race. You know, I know it's pretty exposed, pretty hot. You can't stay up in the snow the whole... <laughs> I don't know, maybe I can run some loops around there or something and just stay up in the snow melt for a while. A lot of reasons to take your shirt off, though. Man, there are. But... <laughs> But at least in the trails, you don't get a sunburn. Right, right. You know, when you're kind of open and exposed, it's a different story. So, you know, I'd probably say if the opportunity came up, I'd go for it. But, you know, I think for kind of the newer folks in the lottery, it's, it's going to be a while. Maybe, yeah, especially now with the deferral, taking the year off and all that other stuff. So, yeah, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not, you know, necessarily part of my plans, but, you know, there's, there are obviously are some races I'm doing both world's end and Eastern or qualifiers. So, you know, hopefully, yeah, I get one of those two done and get another, get another year of tickets in and just kind of see what happens, but it's not, you know, not a grand plan. All right. Well, what else, what do we else do we got to cover anything? think we got it all. I mean, we kind of went very surfacey over it. We, we did spend an entire four minutes on your hundred miler though. So. Yeah, I'm happy to, I'm happy to talk about anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, you know, kind of, you know, learning about running, reading books, mm -hmm. you know, just really trying to increase, increase my knowledge about, you know, strategies and. All right. Well, that's what we'll do next time you're on. We'll talk about, we'll talk about running media books, Perfect. books and magazines and podcasts and all the sort. There's a lot of good stuff out there. There is. Even a good podcast or two. So I know one. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, you being on this thing and scheduling has been ridiculous. So thanks uh, for pulling through there. Thanks for having <laughs> me. I've been uh, excited to be on here. So yeah, it's awesome. taken, it's taken a few minutes. And then now we'll, again, we'll, we'll check in after your triple crown action. We'll see how that's going. <laughs> it will be something I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, there you have it, Josh's first 100 miler. So, yeah, what is it about uh, 
signing up for another huge goal uh, right after failing your huge goal. You know, I, I guess I like to think of it a lot, uh, as, you know, pick yourself up, check out your boo-boos, rub some dirt on it, and then uh, get back out there. But maybe it can also be, uh, I don't know what's good for me and I never learned my lesson. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe even those two are the same thing. I guess it's just all um, what side of the mirror you're looking at or something. Uh, so I dropped links uh, to some of the things we talked about in the show notes and some of the races we discussed, including the infamous mudslog. Ron Hirkins of Goat Factory Media captured this race perfectly. Uh, I know many of you, and I mean like hardly anyone actually, uh, goes to the show notes, but I implore you this time, if only, if only just to see Ron's excellent work and the spectacle that was Mudslog. And if you're hearing this uh, before March 4th, uh, 2022, you can also use the show notes to register for Last Runner Standing. Yeah, the Trails Rock race that we discussed. That's right. Uh, yet another excellent, unique race. Uh, but this one, you can still participate in. So don't uh, miss it. Additionally, additionally, there are links to everything else Rio related that I talked about in the intro like the podcast homepage, message board, Strava group, and the Patreon page. And again, thank you to all this month's Patreon supporters. Your continued financial support helps me keep improving this podcast. I see you. Thanks. If you look forward to this podcast each week and it inspires, educates, or entertains you regularly, consider becoming a supporter. Check out the homepage, runninginsideoutpodcast.com, and click the Patreon banner, or find a link in the show notes, you know those show notes I keep talking about. Please know that any amount of support is appreciated. Thank you. One last thing, I'm always interested in your comments and feedback on the show, even if I don't say it every episode. Please drop me a line at chris at runninginsideoutpodcast.com and let me know your thoughts. Thank you all for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends. Thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to create more stories. Until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given. Be proud of what you've achieved and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.